You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Glad you're with us today. If you have listened to our podcast, you will know that one of my passions for people is that we all be engaged in something that we have an interest in or a passion for, and that we find fulfillment as we contribute on a daily basis to the organizations for which we work. For some, however, this isn't or hasn't been the case, and if you are one of these people who may be considering making a change, or possibly have already made the change, but are confounded by determining what to do next, the defining of who you are and what drives you just might be holding you up. So let's discuss this and see what light we might shed on this topic. Hey, we've got uh, Heidi in the studio with us today. Heidi, have you ever been in this situation before where you've had to work through some tough times? Hi, Clouser. Absolutely. Um, I think maybe everyone who is introspective enough to think about their careers and where they want to go has thought about this before, right? Do my mm-hmm. passions align with what I'm good with? Do they align with how good I'm feeling at work? All those kind of things. I think you wouldn't be human if you didn't have certain questions about that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, uh, you know, I'm just, and I know not everyone fits this, so, uh, but you know, I just wonder when we're younger, when we're choosing career paths or what we're going to, you know, do, you know, quote, for a living, is I wonder how much money drives that versus finding that career path that's going to, you know, match up with uh, who I think I am as a, you know, person at the time. Yeah, I think it it does vary. And as we've brought up on a few podcasts before, um, you know, millennials tend to have a different outlook today where they want all sorts of different perks. So maybe it's not just the money, but they want to work for a nonprofit that allows for time off to, you know, babysit, you know, a, a pet or to time off to, you know, do it, do other things in life that they may want to do or take a pay cut for, to work for a place where they just feel genuinely that they're making a bigger difference. But do, do you think, though, um, you know, I see your point and not arguing with you, but uh, do you think those perks overcome the fact that you you could still be in a position or with a company that you're still in, in it for a different reason other than, you know, really being able to contribute uh, if you're there knowing that, hey, I am contributing and, you know, this matches up with what I want. I mean, so do you... Yeah. I, mean, the, I, I get it. The perks are... Certainly something yeah. that, uh, you know, uh, younger people are looking for today, but I'm just still wondering, though, if uh, there's there could be a lot of many younger people still in roles that they really aren't, you know, finding that fulfillment from. Yeah, absolutely. I said that sort of tongue-in-cheek. But I think that there are lots of people who um, go into one business for one reason or another and, you know, maybe um, are looking to make money and also find personal fulfillment at the same time because obviously I think you have to be able to pay your rent and to do things or pay a mortgage have a life you want to live and still maybe feel personally fulfilled by what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, so that's also very important so all of these elements have to be balanced yeah right, right. And, and and I'm not saying that hey maybe your number one priority at a particular time is I need to make x amount of dollars and in order to support my family, my children, you know, whatever that situation might be. So I may have to, 
go for that higher paying job and leave some of my other things uh, on the table, so to speak, and, you know, go at it. But uh, into the uh, context of our podcast today is I'm thinking about those people that I just know are struggling with wanting, you know, they know that they're someplace where they shouldn't be and they're either still there or they've already decided, you know, to move on, yet they can't really put into words or down on paper what it is that they really want to do. So, I mean, so the, you know, the, you know, the frustration and the, you know, the hindrance is still there. Yeah. And I think that's something I've struggled with throughout my career to some degree. Um, And it may not even be that you think that you're in the wrong field. It could just simply be that the job is less interesting or you've reached a plateau of some kind and you want to move on to the next chapter, but you don't really know what that chapter is yet. And you may have so many different skills and so many, a wide range of interests or different things that you're involved in. How do you pinpoint what you're looking for? How do you know what's going to make you happy on all of those different levels? That's a pretty daunting question. I mean, that's almost an existential question if you think about it to yeah. ask yourself. Do you have the answer? Because we could end the podcast right now. So you've got that. <laughs> No, but I think we should talk it through. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Hey, well, uh, you know, number one on uh, on my list was uh, determining who you are and, you know, what drives you. And, um, you know, this probably gets into the area of, uh, you know, defining what your purpose is and, you know, maybe defining what is purpose, uh, not only for you, but just in generally in life. But uh, what's, what say you on that? Yeah, and I definitely think it may depend on the different stage of life or career that you're at. Um, So, um, you know, if you are just starting out, it could be, you know, hey, I really, my purpose would be, I, I think that I can make a bigger difference and learn from a really great company or a great mentor by taking a job at X place. And trying out this industry, um, making some money, um, thinking about a family, so how to balance all of that. Maybe later on in your career or life, it could be, how do I change up what I'm doing daily? Um, How do I take my experiences and then um, impact change within my company in in a different way? Um, Or maybe for other people, it could mean, hey, my purpose is now to serve others more than it has been in the past because my knowledge is so vast. So it could be a variety of things. I mean, so basically, how do you how do you go about finding that if, you know, what your, you know, purpose is? Well, I, I think you need to take uh, and take good quality time and some some time, you know, an extended period of time where you're not being interrupted and just do a self-assessment of, you know, let's just say if you've been at two or three places maybe working or whatever and just do an analysis of hey what did I like about this what did I enjoy doing and then in a column next to that is what is it that I didn't like about it or what you know when I was asked to do something what were those things that just made me cringe inside and then back on the left side of the ledger you know what was I asked to do? Boy, you know, give me more of that. You know, I, I, you know, boy, this is what I love to do, and I just, uh, you know, I really enjoy doing it. Matter of fact, if you if you had the attitude, hey, I would do this without getting paid for, that's probably a key. You know, to, <laughs> yes, you, you know, you're onto something. So if you've worked, um, maybe a little bit more difficult if you've worked just in one place, but you can do this over a time of your experience there. 
uh, if it's only one place. Uh, but, you know, just try to go th- down and remember those things and see if you can come up with some commonalities amongst those things that, uh, you know, then st- maybe you can start connecting dots and maybe getting a little bit more definition on a on a painting that's been, you know, uh, that's being painted, uh, so to speak, here. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Personal inventory is always good at any stage in your career. Yeah, and I think what goes along with that, too, is uh, engaging, you know, some close friends, some trusted advisors who know you very well and who can speak candidly to you and say, hey, you know, this is what I see you do well. And, you know, give them the give them the, the freedom to say, hey, well, this is where, you know, I think you kind of stink at this. You know, you haven't <laughs> done, you know, you haven't done well. And uh, so I wouldn't pursue that, you know, if you asked me if, as a friend, you know, what would, what should you do? Yeah. This is an area where um, I have a lot of personal pride in that um, I took on an entire company's internship program. So I was hiring three times a year for all sorts of interns from fresh out of college to people going into grad school. And I loved that work so much that I'm still in touch with a lot of my favorite mentees. And asking them these questions was awesome because it allowed them to figure out, even if they only had that one intense job experience working with us, I could ask them, hey, what things were you asked to do that you really didn't like? Or what things actually were you asked to do that you did that you were surprised that you enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Because you can ask people all day long what they want to be when they grow up, but they might not know until they get into a job experience where, oh, hey, I really love doing this, and I'm great at it. And so kind of teasing out with them, like, you know, and asking people questions. So I Mm -hmm. love that one. Asking mentors or even just colleagues, hey, what do you see are my good strengths? And how, how am I positive positively, you know, interacting with people and making an impact on the organization. Um, and what does that, what does that mean to you? Right. And there's a lot of us in, uh, you know, in business and management and different, uh, different levels that, you know, some of us are, you know, we find our fulfillment in directing people, consulting, coaching, um, you know, getting things done. There's others who are, get their fulfillment from, uh, what I, say, down in the detail work, down in the weeds of things. And, you know, I'd be the first to say, you know, for me, I'm just not down in the weeds type of guy. Um, and, uh, you know, for those times that I am, you know, I just, you know, be, you know struggle with it a little bit because I'm just, I feel like it's, uh, you know, you know, boxing me in. So all of us have, you know, different personalities. We all have different uh, experiences. And I think we've mentioned before is just, you know, how we're shaped and and uh, kind of molded in our life uh, really plays into this. And um, you know, purpose. Uh, you know what? You know what? What is our purpose uh, in life? In our business life? You know what is it that uh, you know we should be doing, or we feel like we're you know led to do, or whatever. And uh, um, you know, it's the reason. You know, the purpose at the core, at the very core, core core value, you know, place is, you know, just, you know, you know, why are we, you know, and what, you know, what should we be doing to, to apply those things that, that, you know, that make us up? Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, anything else on the, on that first point there, defining, uh, 
No, I just have gone through it, like I said, seeing and helping other mentees go through that and kind of teasing out with them where I see their strengths um, is always important. But, you know, again, I would like to point out it really doesn't matter where you are in your career lifespan because mid-career, I'm sort of, you know, I always ask people all the time, you know, and I will rely on a coach always to kind of run some things by her if I have any question at any point in my career, doesn't matter what it's about, you know, I'll email, get on the phone and say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with something here. Can you help me get in the right direction? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it just depends, but I think always, you know, reaching out, making sure that your core is sort of coming into play. Right. Uh, here's a question for you, Heidi. Do you think there's, um, what would be the difference? I'll ask it in a form of a question. What would be the difference between the purpose uh, in defining who we are versus what our passions are? Yeah, so I think that passions can be different. So um, maybe it could be things that you've always been interested in or that make you really happy, um, but may not be exactly in the same field that you studied for mm-hmm. or that you're currently in a job with, but it could be things that you do voluntarily, um, other aspects that may have maybe completely the opposite of what you do. Um, I mean, hey, I've volunteered all over the place in my career just because I was really interested in the institutions that I volunteered for and how they worked and uh, wanted to be a part of a bigger contribution to my community and got zero pay for them along the way, but Mm -hmm. a lot of personal fulfillment. So I would, I would consider that sort of a passion, um, you know, it's a little bit to me different than what um, necessarily is my purpose all the time, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I wanted to pursue mm-hmm. um, just to see what they were about and was really interested in. Yeah, I think the fine line here uh, is where passion and your level of expertise cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can say that, boy, we're really passionate about this. And, uh, yeah, it would be nice to... Uh, you know, like you were saying, you know, you've been involved with some things that where, um, you know, you, a, a love or something that you had, you know, you were able to work in, in that arena for a while. Uh, but, you, you know, and, but maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe we're frustrated by the fact that our, what we've educated ourselves with isn't really, uh, we have an expertise in it, for instance, but it isn't really what, you know, lights the fire inside of, uh, of us. Yeah, and I can give you an excellent example. Um, for four years, I worked at the National Zoo um, in D.C. as a volunteer. Because yeah, Congress? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Actually, you're not the first person to mention that. Particularly when I say the next thing, um, I was very interested in the monkeys. <laughs> so, um, particularly gibbons, gibbon range, if anyone knows D.C. Um, and all the different... the. Um, all the different species of monkeys, let me put it that way. Um, And being a volunteer there was really fun for me because I got to see behind the scenes, learn about all sorts of different animals, but, um, you know, especially species that are very rare around the world, including lemurs. If you've never been in the middle of Lemur Island, it's kind of a unique experience. So that's something I was really passionate about, loved. Was I going to be 
a zoo director or someone who actually wants to do the jobs of people do full-time at the zoo, which includes mostly picking up poop and feeding animals, and especially when you're terrified of them sometimes and their behaviors, no. At the end of my four-hour shift, I would go home feeling like I contributed to the visitor experience. I was able to tell people about and give my knowledge about different animals and make people more aware of animals, but there is no way in the world that I would ever be good at or my passion would be working at a zoo. Just a small anecdote, but you see my point. We're interested in, passionate about, love facts about animals and how they are created and come about on this earth and what they do and what their behaviors are. In no way do I find myself wanting to work there full time. Mm-hmm. And, and all those things you're talking about, you know, the passion, the expertise, whatever, they're all driven really by what our needs are, you know, at a particular time in our life. Yeah. But, I know. just was intellectually fascinated with that particular institution and Uh, It was a great place to volunteer and would highly recommend it. But like I said, it was a a once-in-a-lifetime four-year experience on a weekend that was on the weekends that was fun. Mm -hmm. So so we go through this uh, self-analysis, if you will, and try to paint a picture of who we are. Uh, So what's our next step? I mean, should we probably should sit down and, and say, okay, this is what I've come up with and you know, if you if you have a business coach or a you know trusted advisor, I, that's who I would suggest this uh, you know this person be that you say, okay, I think this is what, and then you know try to get some assessment then after that. Or yeah, absolutely. And I think though that really it comes down to one person, and that's you. So you've got to you know be honest with yourself in that personal assessment. And I think sometimes for um, I'll just say for me. Um, sometimes writing things down, and I really like the idea that you had about putting things in columns and, you know, kind of seeing what you're, what you're passionate about, how they align with, you know, a variety of things and what you're good at. You put those things all together, but be honest with yourself because this exercise, even if it's with your business coach, is not going to work unless you're really honest. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes people get in their heads that, oh, this is what I think I should say. Or people might think I'm really good at this, but actually I really don't like doing this. You know, whatever it may be. So I don't think, unless you're willing to be fully honest with yourself about what you like doing, this is going to work at all. Yeah. Uh, This this wasn't on my, um, necessarily on my agenda to talk about in this regard, but how much do you think fear plays a part in keeping us from doing what we've talked about today? I think a lot of people have, and I think the more mature you get in your business life because you've built a reputation on what you've done in your life, I think fear plays a pretty big factor because making change is hard for people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but if once you've you know been fully trained and you've been in your line of business for a while and you're known for what you're doing... It's hard to make a change that makes sense to people, even if it makes sense to you. So, you know, I feel like sometimes our culture is too much dependent on what other people think of them or how many likes they're going to get on something. Right. But this is not going to work if you don't, if you're fully dependent on what people, <laughs> other people think. Um, and if you're worried about maybe what the industry is going to think. Right. So, but in life, 
the way to overcome fear is what? Is learn the facts, you know, most of it. Get a clear definition. Uh, get clarity on a topic. Uh, because that's the way, once we know what we're facing, normally that takes away, and how we're going to approach it, that takes away the fear. So my, uh, my advice to those who might be fearful of this, and it's got you kind of uh, trapped, you know, the things we've talked about here uh, would be, you know, clear, definite steps on how to overcome that fear. And, yeah. and as uh, Heidi said, I would venture to say that almost everyone where fear is holding you back, that, you know, you've got the means to overcome it. And if the fear is, like Heidi said, if you're thinking about what others are thinking, well, I, I'm not really sure how much that you know, should be in your formula. Anyway, you've got to do uh, what's best for you, and it's, you know, your life, your purpose, et cetera. So. You know, and the only thing you should fear at the end of the day is if you find yourself and you've already identified in your own mind that you're stuck in some kind of a rut or you want to get out of being, you know, unstuck or you want to figure out what you're passionate about, man, I would be more fearful of not taking a chance on something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so we've, we're introducing something new to the podcast today. We are? Yeah, we are. It's, uh, it's called the Clouser Coda. The Clouser Coda. Do you want to explain to our listeners what a coda is? The coda is usually included in a piece of music. Uh, it's usually, it usually comes at the end and sometimes it repeats itself throughout different stanzas of music. Also, it's in poetry as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but it usually signif it signifies special meaning to something or conclusions a summary of such yeah, let's go with summary or conclusion okay how's that <laughs> so it's the clouser coda remember that there'll be a test later great so the clouser coda for today is finding the common thread of your passions and things you've done in life both at work and in your personal life and how these match up with who you are simply put what's your secret sauce i like it yeah well, hey, we're out of time for today. Hope this has been helpful, and for those who are in the midst of making a change, I wish you the best as you work through defining your secret sauce. If you like our podcast, please refer to us, uh, refer us to a friend or a coworker. Tell them they can find us on TuneIn, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and here at ClouserOnBusiness.com. Well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business.